From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. You ready? Set? Go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in, everybody. It's a big and wild outdoors. Hi, everybody out in Lakeland. In hi, Lakeland? Yeah. Just wanted to say hi to everybody out in Lakeland. Are they the only ones? That was up? kind of specific. They're the only ones listening out here this morning. Why don't you get a text message, a Facebook page message, what? Yeah. yeah okay. basically, I just wanted to say hi to everybody out in Lakeland. Because the only other person. Well, good morning, was, everyone else. Well, how? That's what I'm saying. Good <laughs> hey, just hey Polk, listen, we're finally getting them to consistently drive across the bridge. So, hey. yeah. So just hushy. <laughs> hushy, making hushy, new friends. New, hushy new guy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Welcome back, Glenn. Uh, thank you. Yeah. It's been a couple weeks. It has been. Last week was going to be uh, supposed to have been a little bit like family time, but ended up having to work. <laughs> <laughs> mother nature seems, had other plans it always yeah. seems to work that way with you always make a plan for something and mother nature comes in and changes everything uh of course jonathan swindles here he's down there uh got his new chair so he's happy and then uh bill george is here i only see one t so you're nope. not staying for the whole show seriously oh, i only saw i only saw one so i'm sorry i thought maybe you were only here for half the show no Got he's got a gallon in the car the <laughs> suburban a, is loaded down with tea he's our own uncle Cy that comes to the studio with his uh with his two big giant uh glasses of tea his bladder must be bigger than size because he carries the 32 to 44 ounce <laughs> size only got the eight ounce tupperware this yeah. is year-round training for sitting in tree stands that's all it is yeah, yeah it's hydrating or yeah. long road trip or long road trips yeah we're not pulling over for nothing give me that big old cup back there in the back <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't pulling over for nothing until i heard it go ding 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 i looked down and 31 miles to empty really yeah so when was the last time you ever really seriously ran out of gas yeah, i have it but uh ever. i think ginger was setting me up you can take the car okay I had one of those little Dead. I had one of those little pop up <laughs> ads come up on a Facebook feed one time, and there's this new uh, new service out there that'll come and fill up your car in your AAA? driveway. They'll, no, they'll come out there yeah. and they come out there and ting 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 and fill up your tank, and then they just bill you at eight dollars a gallon. I don't know what it is. I went beach walking. To- I'm sitting there sitting there thinking to myself, when was the last time hey. I actually really ran out of gas? Listen, you would be amazed. Eight dollars a gallon. There's people who pay Starbucks money for coffee. Well, They'll that's, pay that's true. eight bucks a gallon for. <clears throat> that's true. They uh, they pay more than that for coffee. Hey, I, I but I gotta agree with Glenn though. Uh, it, I think you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm close enough today that I can hit you. <laughs> that chair might not be going down, but it sure will be leaning. Yeah, that's just a little funny. bit. Yeah. It's not sinking, but it's leaning. Just a little bit. I don't know. I just thought about that when I thought. Uh, you know, I know that ICAST was all this past week, and uh, a lot of the guys from over at uh, G5, John and Dylan and, and Cody and Mr. Bill went over there and did the perusing around and looking at some of the new products and and uh, some of the new innovations that are coming out there at uh, ICAST. And it's so funny because everybody always, when you ask somebody, how was ICAST, they're like, eh, you know, 
There's a lot of fish and stuff. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. Just too well, much yeah, to look at. It's kind is. of the largest fishing show ever, but, you know, whatever. You know what? And the bad part was is that they, I don't know what why they do what they do. If you've ever, you've been, you've been to archery shows, the ATA and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I know that, uh, you know, you go to the Ellett Brothers show and, and, uh, you know, all the vendors are there with their firearms and whatever it is. Anything you ever see in a gun shop, it's there. Same thing with the ATA. And, but they usually don't sell their booths and all the equipment and everything in there to vendors or anything else. Oh, yeah. I cast is like a, it's like a pit bull on a pork chop in there yeah. on the last day. No, dude, they did it all on the first day. So, you know, you have all these vendors walk around with checkbooks. Okay. You have all these vendors walk around with checkbooks going, hey, how much for the, uh, you know, the thing? And you got any uh, distributor and dealer? It's all sold. Wait, what do you mean it's all sold? Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, we sold it all on the first day. We went. uh, Okay. okay." I went over there one year and we got to see them setting up for ICAST. And there were already. I know what you're talking about, but there were already booths that they had sold the stuff. They just said, look, we're here. The people are nice enough to, they've already bought this, yeah. but they're nice enough to let us set it up and let everybody look at it for two days. Yeah. And you can't have it. <laughs> so it's like until, uh, you know, it, it arrives in your uh, particular store or whatever it is and that kind of thing. So I just thought it was a little backwards that most people do, you know, uh, ATAs and gun shows and, you know, all that kind of stuff like that. They usually wait till the last day before they do that. Well, I, I, my way of looking at that is, is a, a piece of uh, equipment that's gone through a show would kind of make me a little leery. Yeah. Um, just because you said, like you said, you've been to those shows before and everything else. Sometimes that equipment's not treated very well. I'm just going to put that out there. And well, that, Jonathan, do you know that? Well, it's being moved out from okay, one place this to another. This year you got a fishing pole another. and the tip fell off in the well, eye. So yeah. what you're Don't saying is if I go to the big, well, the deer and turkey expo and I see a bow air, <laughs> I ought not buy it because no. it might not have been treated well. Oh, my stuff's been treated excellent. Oh, so somebody else's stuff might have been no, treated No, but what I mean by that what I mean by that comment is, is, is those salespeople that are at those shows are more worried about sales than paying attention to the product. Yeah. Yeah, and plus he's only driven it what 35 40 miles. So it's not like it uh, you know, went across let, country Let, let me just say it like this. We had a there. this year at the ATA, we had a for the first time, this was the first time the first year I went this happened and this was the first year it happened in almost 5 years. But we had two blo- two bows within 5 feet of us get dry fired with guys literally Ooh. literally guys that owned archery shops picking bows up and drawing them back and right there I well, at least that. it was them. I did that. I did that once. <laughs> I did that once. I think our very first year at uh, at uh, at the uh, the old deer, uh, the old Big Buck Expo, when it was called that. Do you remember that we were there? And uh, yeah, it was Jonathan's bow, but don't worry. No, about it, it wasn't. It was uh, <laughs> what's that dude on TV? It's got that chip tooth, the big turkey hunter guy who was there with a uh, oh man. Uh, gosh, what was his name? He came over and brought his bow over, and he's like, all right, go ahead, pull it on back. And I was using his release. That's why I don't like him. And I got it about back to here, and it went, and peep sight went somewhere that way. (laughs) And that was all she wrote. It was gone. Go, go, gone. And uh, what was his name? I have to look it up now. I felt so bad. I was like, dude, how much is it going to cost? Don't worry about it. 
it's all right. It's all covered, man. It's it's all right. We're all Don't worry about it. I'll take over there ahead, Dale. He's Change got, it out he's for got, me. He's got all those big sponsors and stuff. He'll just you know call them up and go. I, I got two more in the truck. It's okay. Yeah. But I was really man. liking this one. <laughs> Leave it to Braden. I've seen Braden. He was really there with Stan Potts. He was there with Stan Potts, and it was the other guy that was there. They were on the same network. Anyway, I don't know. Larry White. No, it wasn't Larry Weishon, was it? No, it was a heavy set. They hadn't been back since he tore up his bow, though. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't, haven't been back. Larry Weissoon, yeah, he was there. He's been there a couple times. And, uh, but no, I didn't. He always shoots with a gun, so I, I'm not going to fire off a round through there. That yeah, would have been a bad well, day. With all that going on and being said, and uh, being out last week, did y'all give away any of the. No. Expo tickets? None. For you. None. None whatsoever. So that means you got a pocket full we can give away today? I don't know. What you got left over? Because we gave away a ton of them last week. <laughs> <laughs> How many you got? You got any left? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, we can run those. We can give those away today. Yeah, we have a couple pair to give away each hour today. Oh, All right, very nice. Couple of pairs each hour. Yeah. Look at Nock. He's just not even looking up. He's, he's sharpening up a pencil. Getting it in there. Either that or he's on his phone. He's doing something. <laughs> he's picking he's out numbers and he's going low. Oh, man. Well, all I know is it was a good show. Everybody had a good time there. At least uh, the vast majority of people did. They saw a lot of great stuff out there. Uh, the hot items, let's just go over the quick ones. Everybody's excited about uh, some of the new products that Shimano's coming out with. Uh, some of the new kayaks that people saw. And, of course... Uh, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, but uh, stand-up boarding fishing is getting to be the new cool thing to do. It's like, you know, get out there. I remember the old days when you'd get out there and just, uh, you know, put a cooler on there and sit on it and maybe a rod holder and, and hit the hit the Brain's water. Brain's like, stand-up fishing? Yeah, we used to do that. It's called a John boat. Well, I think it's funny because fishing is now kind of devolving. You know, it used to be you had to have a bay boat. Then you had to have a flats boat. Then you had to have it like a little tiny skiff. Then you had to have, uh, you know, something that could run in three inches of water. Then you had to have, go to a kayak. And now we're down to boarding. And here's where we're finally going to be, where I've always been. Wade fishing. Wade fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the days of parking the truck and putting yeah. some stuff over your back and wading out there and actually going back there and fishing. Yeah. Well, with the, the amount of uh, boats being sold across the country, and then when you look at the... Uh, the number of fishing licenses are on the decline throughout the United States as a whole. Minnesota's taken a big hit mm-hmm. in the, the number of fishing licenses being sold on an annual basis. At what? It's well, just a matter of time. How many people are just going to be boat well, riding? What I, I skiff don't know. riding? What? Way back when? What did you go fishing for? To eat. To eat. Okay. What does it take to go get fish to eat today? A lot of people don't eat fish. It's a throwback mentality. I can go I can't two of these or one of these, and it has to be this big, and it can't be over that size, and it can't be. Wait a what minute. What happened to just Wait a minute. dinner? Wait a minute. Stop trying to turn everything back into people going to the law meetings and everything else. That's exactly where you're going <laughs> with I'm that. But I'm just saying, it, it, it's so complicated that, <laughs> it, you know, and that's why people even just go, sheephead, of all things, sheephead. Just My go boat fishing and get you some snook off the dock, apparently. That's what the? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. We'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> but I will tell you this. I think it's devolving into it. And uh, I-, I tried calling Jonathan this past week. I tried calling Glenn this past week. I tried calling everybody I knew about that fishing app that you guys have because uh, there was a lady in the store and she's going, 
I don't even know what the rules are anymore. My I fish kind of rules. go fishing with my husband, and uh, we have to look at each other and go, do you know if this is legal or not? My changed fish last rules week. app. <laughs> it might have changed today. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, get ready. We might give away some tickets. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, and, of course, Brandon Ford. Back in a wild outdoors. Woo. Don't choke on that there, Braden. You cannot eat these biscuits as fast as you can no. as a croissant. No, no way. <laughs> There's and no last way. Week too he dry. Was, he was inhaling donuts. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, man. Yeah. What, wow. No, I'll walk you out the right? door. Uh, that was funny. When I walk out the door, it's like, okay, donut break. <laughs> Boom. He was a, two dozen donuts. We he was a busy guy. You know, he's got man. a lot of stuff going on. He the needed Homer, all the, the Homer Simpson analogy was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, well, uh, Captain Christopher Hayes, when he brought in those donuts, it's like, you know, you don't want to make the guy feel bad. No, you got to eat them. Yeah. Good thing I wasn't here. It's like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, I brought you guys a couple of donuts, 24. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. And then he Let kept them hid. Who, Braden? No. Hey, no. He put them down on the floor away from everything. <laughs> it's like. Well, it was well, he, was, he was going to a kid's birthday party afterwards, so he said, I'll just bring him there afterwards. Yeah. It was pretty good. Uh, during the break, of course, we were talking a little bit more about ICAST and everything that went on out there and all the people that uh, went out and had a great time out there. A lot of big companies out there these days, um, uh, they're, they're showing some really good stuff out there. I tell you, the innovations when it comes to baits is... It's it's getting with the new addition of plastics and Kevlar and everything else like that. It's really getting to be, I don't know. I don't know if it's because if it's a new medium to try to you know make things with or whatever. And so guys are really, really um, you know like Live Target, man, unbelievable stuff they got coming out this year. And um, well, it's amazing how much before it was just trying to mimic the movement or mimic what the bait's doing. Now, like you said. The funny thing is, is to actually see how lifelike everything is in the water. Yeah, and when you can see uh, the see the action and the colors, everything's in there. Uh, you, it's like, man, how come I don't catch a fish every cast? <laughs> it's, it's it's almost uh, maddening because you do what every human does. You look at it and you go, "Why aren't you eating this? I would eat this." <laughs> yeah, I would eat this thing. Is look, it looks like a real. Mini brim, mini bass. Why aren't you eating this thing? And then you have to just remember it. I'm not hungry. Well, then, and then you look at uh, <clears throat> some of the other baits that things come out with, and you and look at it and go, "Why in the world would a bass even eat that? It doesn't look like anything." In and every nature. time it does hit the water, it gets little, whacked. I know. What a little something <clears throat> strange. Yeah, well, the, I guess that's what the problem. What the thing is, because I, I saw a couple of them there. Uh, the big thing. Uh, uh, crawfish-looking jobbers, you know. Some of them look real. They look like you just picked them out of the ground, and, they, you know, they look like real ones. And then you have these ones that are, like, really Remember. alien, funky-looking things with, like, long nine-inch tentacles off of I mean, it looks like Remember, a who is, yarn Who is the bait it. designed to catch? Well, the fisherman. Yeah. The fisherman. Yeah. yeah you got to get it off the shelf first. But, you know. but even as a fisherman, I would look at something like that with, you know, the big tentacles and everything else on it and go, what? what, what? The bass is going to be afraid that thing's going to attack him. Got to eat it first, though. Yeah. But it's that one that you always look at because, you know. Self-defense bite. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. When you look at certain baits, you say, okay, they'll eat this because they are feeding. Yeah, you know, They'll eat this because it's in their nest and you're, you know, 
you know, you're trying to get them off a of bed. Okay, that works just for about anything. If you irritate them enough, then you're like, then you look at other things and you're like, okay, this would work if we were in weeds or grass or lily pads or whatever. I can see that. You know, it's a, it's an instinct thing. You see it up there, bam, you know, they're going to hit it. Okay, big deal. But then there's other ones out there that literally look like somebody took a ball of yarn, cut the ends of it off, stuck a crawdad in the middle of it, and a couple extra hooks and threw it out there. And, and I'm like, where in the world would you even use that? Yeah. But like I said, every time it hits the water, it gets destroyed. <laughs> I, I, it worked on some bass somewhere, uh, you know, I guess. I, I don't hey, know. Man, that corn dog right there. And yet a little MEP spinner still works. <laughs> and so does a spoon. <laughs> and and how much simpler can you get? You know, it's so funny because uh, during the ICAST thing, I, you know, and I wanted Glenn to be here for that. So uh, I went back, and if you go through everything, all the top places everywhere across the country they compiled the list and the list is is that there are seven essential things that you need in your tackle box to catch fish okay fishing license no when it comes to lures these are the seven that basically will catch fish anywhere around the world at any time okay okay number one what do you think the number one bait you should have in your tackle box should be to go out and actually catch fish I would have to go with plastic. Water. It doesn't right, matter. It, Either one. Is this a personal this preference, is, is, or is, no, is this we're trying this, to shoot for the list here? This is compiled by all these experts from around the world, all these people who are saying that if you have these seven in there, whatever, one of these things will catch fish that day. Hmm. So what do you think the number one would be? Anywhere, anywhere in the world. I'm talking from Alaska to China, New Zealand, whatever. What do you think it would be? A popper. Okay, what do you think, Bill? Rubber worm. What do you think, Glenn? Or did you look at the list already, you cheater? No, I haven't looked at the list. <laughs> I'm trying to cover it up so you won't see it. I don't know. How about a jitterbug? No, it's a gold spoon. <laughs> well, you gold said that a while spoon. ago. Yeah. It's a called every spoon. fish from... That's pretty... That's true. And I've always said that. You know, if, if you had to have only one, salt water or fresh water, anywhere in the world, that would be the one to have. And the number one is a gold spoon. Number two, the Berkeley Gulp Shrimp. Hmm. Well, okay. the Berkeley, Berkeley Gulp. I, I really like the Berkeley uh, Power Bait. I've uh, been very successful with them, so I guess it would work all right. I was thinking more on the line of maybe a shark tooth toothbrush. <laughs> that might work as well. Number three, <laughs> one I'm that fixing I, crossbows here. <laughs> number three, I, I can attest to this one too. It's caught just about anything you've ever wanted to catch while you're eating is uh, just a standard old white bucktail jig. Yeah. I mean, everything from a trout to a flounder to a mahi to a grouper, whatever it is. I mean, uh, it just seems that they'll go with a white bucktail jig. Spinner Pretty bait. simple. Uh, number four is any topwater lure popper type yeah. situation. Um, uh, number five, soft plastic, usually a fluke or a jerkbait type thing, you know, to keep some movement on there. Number six, anything that is a suspending twitch bait. Mirror lure, Rapala, anybody like that, anything like that that's, you know, a slow sinker or whatever kind of thing. And number seven is the Rapala X Wrap, jerk bait, slash bait, up to four inches. Hmm. Any one of those, you can I take didn't those. I not hear anything about a, a MEPS or. Nope. <laughs> nope. Well, you know, well, the cargo right flies. I'd throw that right up there with that gold spoon. Yeah, pretty much. Anything that's got the spinner on the back of it kind of deal. And I noticed that there were a lot of those that came out at ICAST this year that uh, incorporated 
uh, some sort of little uh, flasher spoon on the back of them kind of thing. So they're going back to the devil horse? uh, No, it's not the propeller. It's like the little uh, spinner like you'd have on an H&H spinnerbait. Just a little teardrop, little spinner off the back of the tail. Instead of having some rubber thing. On that list, there's not a spinnerbait on there. No, there's not. And uh, I know that because uh, I mean beetle spin. I mean, for God's sakes, I know people with beetle spins that's called bass brim, everything else with those too. Be- the old standard, depending on the size of it, can go for anywhere from panfish to you know muskies and everything else like that. <laughs> I had it. There was a guy that uh, told me this trick when I had my boat. He had beetle spins and around the bridge and everything like that. He was catching bait all the way up to mangroves and I forget what else with them. Usually when I get up around that the structure, I start looking for everybody's tackle that they lost. Yeah. <laughs> and then whatever I see the most of is what I know. That, yeah. <laughs> and that is a truth. <laughs> or look at the mangroves just above the uh, oyster bar. You know, no, there you see go. What, see what it's they've like, been chunking. Gator hunt. Uh, you're running us over there. I see a lure. Yeah, I see <laughs> the reflection in the light. saw it in the tree. Hey, listen, real quick, before we take a break, if you want to wear, uh, win a pair of tickets to the uh, Deer and Turkey Expo coming up next Saturday, you know what you ought to do is give us a call right now, 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. I guess we'll take caller number uh, seven. Knox said seven. So That's we'll go with caller him. number seven. 888-404-1010. Thank you so much, Brandon Ford. And thank you so much even more to G5 Feeding Outdoors. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Brandon Glenn. Jonathan and uh, Bill George and Knock. Did uh, we got a winner, right, for the uh, tickets on the last go? Yeah, okay, thumbs up. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We'll give away more tickets uh, as the show proceeds because, uh, as you heard, Glenn, at the top of the hour, we uh, got to give away a couple of pairs every hour. So you have two chances, two chances to win before uh, you can uh, buy them, I guess. No, you can buy them right now. Yeah, you can go online and get them. Oh, right. Or you can just sit back and listen and uh, win them right here. I guess you can. Are you getting all geared up for it? You already got all your stuff, your inventory pulled, or what you're going to do, or are you going to do this last minute type thing, John? Right, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. He's going to do it at the last minute. No. <laughs> <laughs> I what? think he's ready to go. He's got his um, was his trailer maxed out. So what? If you- what are you looking at me like that for? Why would you think that? I mean, uh, it's only a week away. <laughs> wait, history. Yeah, oh, wait think, a minute. No, wait a minute. You if think history is repeating Talking itself? about a lure on there and cutting something off, if we're going to break some of those this morning, um, <laughs> let me, let's me let flash back to last year. Hey, Bill, where you at? Uh, hey, Bill, where you at? Uh, hey, wasn't I set up? Hour? Wasn't I done setting up before you did? No, hey. Now, granted, I have like. Ninety percent of the stuff that you have, <laughs> but it was all easy because Bill shows up with his load runner trailer and just oh. drops the door and everything rolls right out. Rolls out, set it up, boom. Done. Bill's like, "Where are we at? Oh, come in here. Let's see him coming in there on two wheels. All right, grab the cart. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it should be a a good uh, good time though. If you're looking for some great deals, Jonathan's giving them away. No, we're not giving it. Away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are we're going to have a few giveaways, but we're not doing. We're not giving product away. What about? Uh, I don't want to throw you under the bus or anything, but what about uh, any kind of uh, outside of the state type adventures? Hmm. 
what would you be pertaining to? I don't know. I mean, you give away a trip to uh, go hunt in Illinois last year. So uh, what do you? Well, you, Tim you will be there. Oh, he will. Yeah. So do you think uh, I'm just suggesting maybe it might happen again this year? I don't know. Oh, uh, there's there, there there's a good possibility that that's going to happen. Um, there's a really good possibility, and I guess I can't announce this now. <laughs> it, that uh, our good friends at One and Done Feeders. And a new company that we're going to be dealing with at the shop, uh, Analogics. I've talked to both parties involved. And if you buy any Analogics product, you're going to get registered to win a one-and-done feeder. And if you buy one-and-done feeder, Analogics is going to put you in a drawing to win enough product to fill the one-and-done feeder. Really? Yeah. Well, nice. say so if you're in the market of looking for a, a feeder or replacing some of that stuff that you've had for many years, like Bill George that keeps band-aid and patching. Hey. You know, Bill George is, <laughs> I tell you what, his, 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 my friend. <laughs> his game feeder is now totally camouflaged with duct tape and electrical tape. So you got and some Bondo. <laughs> and a little Bondo. Zip ties. But the Bondo is everything because of the the. Uh, the rodents and uh, the bear that's always slapping it around, beating all the motor off the bottom of it and just letting it just drain out on the ground. I, but with yeah. the uh, one-and-done, Bill, maybe it's a good opportunity to replace some of that old stuff and put the bear-proof, the bear-proof feeder in place. Yeah, but I have hogs, and it's only hog-resistant. Trust me, so far the hogs <laughs> haven't had nothing for it. So Did you not yeah. – uh, it's up off the ground, right? Yeah. You can yeah. put it either way. You can set it on the ground or you can set it above. It's your choice. Yeah. Uh, I don't own one of those, but I did put in a lot of tickets to try to win it uh, whenever I was up there putting in the silent auction. I just kept writing my name. I was not going to let it go, and then somebody else drove up and said, I want it, and then it was a, a penmanship taking place, and then he just outwrote me. Well, there'll be lots of stuff to register for while you're out there, so don't, you don't have to just worry and rely don't on Don't worry. It. We'll have a few to sell at the expo. I was well, hoping that it was going to go for the raffle draw because I was going to put all my tickets in the, that one bait bucket, but whenever it was on the silent auction side, I knew it was going to be a, a free-for-all between myself, Jim Veal, and then uh, another gentleman down the road just happened to show up and says, I like that. Well, I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, if you've ever been there before, they're going to do it again this year. Basically, about every two and a half hours, uh, you know, they do door prices. So, uh, you know, if you're there, they do the announcements over there, and uh, you can win just by showing up there. So that's always a good thing. Oh, yeah, and I do know there's a couple of hog hunts that got donated to that, too. Well, there you go. That's that's a good deal. It's going to be happening on July 20th through the 22nd. Hours are going to be on Friday from 2 until 8 p.m., Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 9 to 4. And, of course, it is located at the RP Funding Center, which is the Lakeland Center to most people who've been here a while. Uh, right down there downtown, it's off of uh, West Lime Street down there in uh, Lakeland. It's not that far. You can't miss it, really, seriously. But uh, it's going to be a good time out there. Lots of vendors, lots of stuff, uh, everything from... Uh, uh, turkey hunting, deer hunting, food plotting, trees, uh, climbers, bimers, whatever you want to do, calls of all kinds. It's it's going to be a good time. It really is. It, uh, every year it gets bigger and bigger and better and better. And and I really truly think that since uh, Field and Stream guys kind of got a hold of it, uh, you know, they've kind of streamlined it a little bit better and got rid of the uh, excess excess stuff and then kind of concentrated more on what that show is actually all about. So uh, if you've been there in the past, and I know it kind of jumped around a little bit, uh, 
and things kind of got a little wacky there for a while, but I think it's back to, as we said even last year, it got back to its roots, went back to Lakeland, and uh, it's turned out to be a much, much better show. I don't know if there's going to be any like celebrity sightings or anything else this year that are going to be there, but well, you're going to be we'll there. We'll see there. Whatever. And then uh, we'll we'll see <laughs> if we can get them. If they get there early, we'll grab them and throw them in a the chair. That's for sure. Then yap and flap and do all that other kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, there you go. Maybe we'll get Eddie Salter back on again. I don't know if he's coming this year. Do you know who brought him in last year? Who who was he there with? They brought they the Field and Stream did it last year. Ah. I think. What I've heard so far is Miss Shockey might be making a, another appearance, but well, I thought she was preggers at the time, and then she, uh, you know, didn't she drop a kid in between there last year and this year? Yes. So uh, she she may end up showing up. Yep. Well, you sound real sensitive. Yeah, dropped a kid. It's cattle talk. I was talking to the cattle guy. Okay. <laughs> well, what do what we say? She's heavy with calves. <laughs> yeah. What do we say? I mean, when you're in the cattle business, it ain't. Like, oh, she's pregnant. She's in her seventh month. It'll be fine. We're all pregnant. Oh, look, our cows. We're all pregnant. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, me. When are we is just... it not true or is it true? Oh, yeah. Okay. Dropping calves. So I'm sorry. That's all it is. You know, she dropped. Went out there and dropped. I know it doesn't sound good to say drop the baby, but, uh, you know, she did. She, okay. She dropped and moved on. <laughs> And All maybe, those comments maybe, are by Braden Gunn. So maybe, maybe, all right, well, let's throw uh, the baby out with the bathwater and take a break. <laughs> if you want to, I don't care. So when the shockies show up and just put you, whip you over. Here's <laughs> <laughs> Braden Gunn. Yeah. All right, we are Big and Wild Outdoors. Got to take a quick break. Brought to nah. you by G5 Feed. Brandon Ford, and we'll be right back. Hit the button. Welcome back to Big and Wild Outdoors. Man, can you believe this hour is just around the corner from being in the can? Yeah, and you got to give away another pair of tickets. And that's what we're fixing to do. I don't know if... Uh, Hit them, Glenn! I'm going to say caller number 77. I'm just <laughs> kidding, Knock. What, what number, Knock? Hold the fingers up, Knock. Not that finger. Tell us. Tell us. Caller number ten, he's feeling energetic. That's Woo! what that that's what that biscuit'll do for you. Give it a ten, Billy Bob. Give it a ten. Triple eight four oh four ten ten. That's triple eight four oh four ten ten for a pair of tickets to the Ow! RP funding center where we'll be having a great time with the field and stream. The big Turkey just walked in. expo and thumped me on the ear. Whew, that hurt. But again, caller number ten, triple eight four oh four ten ten for your pair of tickets to the uh Turkey, Deer and Turkey Expo. At the RP Funding Center next weekend, which we'll be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right. Come on out and hang out with us. Tell us some of them stories so we can share them on the air because we've already told ours. we got to make some more this, <laughs> this season. We'll have some new ones to share. It'll be a good time. I always have fun, and uh, I won't be able to stay because I'm heading over to uh, G5 afterwards. On Saturday? On Saturday. So it'll all be good. So you got to want It's going to be fun. Well, I know what I'm going to do today. It's a beautiful day, a beautiful Saturday. I don't know what the rain is going to do or anything like that. I, I think that I heard 30% chance or something. I don't know as I was going out the door. Does anybody know anything better? It looks nice now out there. They said around the time we should start getting some showers popping up everywhere. Oh, man. I was planning on mowing the lawn today. Or you can make I it. Say, 
the jungle. Humid and partly cloudy today. Oh. High of 89. Mm. Light rain starting in the afternoon. Nice. Light rain. So probably maybe an inch. Not hurricane inch force type stuff or anything yeah, like may, that? Maybe an inch and a half, something like that. Oh, we're good. Uh, but I uh, I saw this on, uh, and I think Jonathan did as well. Uh, we talked about it briefly before the show. Uh, it came up on my uh, Facebook feed about this Josh Brolin movie that's out on Netflix. Have you? Uh, have I saw you, the trailer for it. You saw the, the whole trailer? I haven't seen the trailer yes, for it either. I saw the trailer for it. And uh, I just saw some of the comments that a lot of people, of course, a lot of people are not uh, happy with Netflix these days because of some of their content or who they're uh, working with or the hiring of the Obamas and, and things like that. But uh, there's a movie out. What's it called? Legacy of a Whitetail Hunt or something like that. I think that's the name of it. But I'm going to go look for it today. Legacy of the Whitetail Deer Hunter. That's what it is. And it's Josh Brolin. It's about Josh Brolin, his son, and uh, you know who's the camera funny, guy is. Yeah, it, right? that funny camera guy guy. Yeah, you know, we know who the camera guy is. Yeah. it's the guy that's doing the Dale Earnhardt Jr. Mountain Dew commercials. Yeah, and uh, he's taking him. Uh, the premise I understand is that. Uh, they're filming it. I don't know if it's for a TV show or whatever. He has a TV show. The guy, from what I can tell from the trailer, is Josh Brolin's character is like a TV hunting star, mm-hmm. basically. And I guess they're divor- him and his ex-wife, they're divorced. Right. And this is his son, and she's remarried, and he's taking him on his first deer hunt. And, and they're filming know, it for They're filming it for the TV show. Or for the TV show. Yeah. And uh, from what I uh, understand from the comments that I saw, it looked some people liked it. Some people, of course, you know, for their political views and things like that, were refusing to watch it and all that kind of stuff like that. And I said, you know, I'm going to be the middle of the road guy. You know, I want to see it. Uh, Escanaba in the moonlight was uh, one that was done. I think the only real deer hunting movie I think I've ever seen <laughs> ever uh, that was um Basically, it was a guy that was in Dumb and Dumber that went back, and he always promised his hometown back in Upper Michigan or wherever it is. He's from Escanaba, wherever that is. Yeah. And I think it's up there in the Upper Peninsula, that he would come back and he would always film a movie in his hometown. So he used a lot of hometown people, people that he knew and things like that to make that deer movie. And that movie was actually pretty good, some parts of it. Uh, of course, if you've never seen it, it's about a guy who's never shot a buck. And so... You know, he always goes to deer camp every year and, you know, everybody else shoots him and he's always the guy who never gets anything. And, uh, you know, a lot of things Southern people can relate to, but a lot of things we couldn't because of the things that they do at their deer camps are a lot different than, than down South. You Yankees say. are weird. Yeah. And, <laughs> what? uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Picking on Settle Bill. Down. You, you mean like have a fire and those kind of things where yeah. you can't down here cause it's 90 degrees. Still? Oh, we can have one. <laughs> No, but they just, were, you know, the it's just to keep the mosquitoes away. The things they were eating, things they had at camp, you know, uh, you know, traditions. What, 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 it was just weird. What's, you know. What name one weird thing? Well, I mean, like I had, you know, meats and and jars and things like that. That oh, was canned not, meat or yeah, yeah. yeah. See, so you know yeah, about spam. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we call it spam or you know something that comes there. Underwood deviled ham, you know, those kinds of things under well, tackle boxes. But one of the know. reasons why probably you don't do quite as much canning in that here is you don't have a cellar or something place to keep it exactly cool. and that was one of the things about it is something went bad i can't i can remember like uh well, the the syrup went bad or something their maple syrup that they tap at the trees up there and all anyway so 
Uh, Escanabe and the Moonlight is actually a pretty good movie. It's it gets a little weird at times, but it's pretty funny. But so this one, I was gonna uh, sit down with uh, with uh, my son today, and we'll take a look at it and see what we think of it. You know, I, I was gonna go check it out and see uh, if it would be okay. Well, in the trailer, in the trailer, the kid is he's like, this is boring. You know, they're sitting in a ground blind. He's like, this is boring. He's like, this place sucks. It doesn't have any Wi-Fi, you know, and it's, you can kind of see it's got, (laughs) it's kind of the difference in the generations, I guess. It's just what drives me crazy sometimes is not only do we have these people, you're talking about people who are unhappy with it. In the old days, we just wouldn't watch it. But now they got to tell everybody, yeah, I don't like it. And so I'm not going to watch it. Exactly. Well, like I said, I, I, I actually enjoyed Escanaba in the Moonlight. I, I thought it was pretty good, you know. Uh, so, and I have never seen anything else. The only thing that came out between there and this apparently coming out was, uh, you know, Alec Baldwin or something and, you know, surviving with a bear in a stick and out in the woods with Richard Harris and, you know, just, you know, things like that. And it, well, there was no real like at camp adventures and you had to go buy the Jeff Foxworthy stuff, you know, incomplete deer hunter. If you wanted to see, you know, the jokey kind of side of, of deer camp or, or, or hunting, you know, the humorous side of it, which we see all the time out there. And, and I did find a little uh, review on the thing where they actually say that, you know, it's probably a lot of hunters will be able to relate to it because they know what it's like, but it may put a bad light on, what people think of hunters, you know what I mean? It's yeah. always that's the risk that you always no. take, like that. Yeah. The only reason I would see myself wanting to watch it is just, just for that reason, because there are certain. It's like you said, we've had an I've had a Netflix account for a while because, of course, the girls like it, just like your kids like it for all the Disney stuff and everything else is on there. And then there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff now here lately that I've been seeing on there that's kind of like, eh, you know, give me a little bit of a, a pause, I guess you could say. But I, I would be the person that would watch it whoa, whoa. because Netflix is not something where you like you turn on a channel and yeah. you watch everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. Netflix <laughs> allows you to pick from a large variety. variety. Yeah, it's like satellite TV, what you satellite like. radio. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. the problem is, so the, I don't here's care the, if they have something I don't like yeah. on there. No, I understand that. I don't care if they have something I adly oppose on there. Oh, I know. I agree it. with you. I'm I don't just click not on watch it. it. Yeah. I'm strong enough to turn the channel. No, you're not. No, I. You don't even have to turn it. You just push it. <laughs> you're right. You don't have to get up out of your chair anymore, Bill. They got you a little know, remote thing nowadays. Uh, you don't have to go click. click well, click, but that's click. what I'm saying. I would watch this just from the standpoint of if somebody says, "Well, you know, this happened in that movie," and it, you can be like, "Yeah," and that's completely wrong. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't happen that way. I can only say that I, the only positive one I've ever seen about hunting, at least in the eyes of of the outdoorsman or sportsman, is Last Man Standing. That's the only show that I could ever watch or stomach or see that, you know, where they would, when they would go afield to go out and do something, you know, it was done in a positive kind of way. That was positive and, of course, humorous as well. Which will be back on. Yeah, Fox I hear that it's coming back fall. on Fox. Yes. So uh, that's pretty, pretty amazing. I, I did see one promo where it was funny where uh, he, Tim Allen and his wife were sitting out in the woods around a campfire and he says, hey, looks like we're going back to Richard. He goes, 
a year long of camping is really not good or something like that yeah y'all need to camping change for a year. watch a real outdoor show watch alone 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 i do like alone i've never seen I've, I've seen the promos of it and i've wanted to watch it but i never have i watch it all the time I'm those just, are some subscribers you I'm know just, i watch that you know me well, i'm gonna watch that here's my thing i'm afraid of having the survivor experience with that to where you watch the first season and you're like okay this is gonna be pretty good and then they start coming up with these bs rules no, and no. all this other crap no, and it's not like, like that just check it out no but. this one here uh, when they first started doing them in the alaskan rainforest yes they have rainforests in alaska uh, I didn't know that. It was tough along the coast. In Alaska, yeah, they it, just call it's, them forests. It's, it's just it's rain all the time. It's called the frozen It was horrible. Yeah. But uh, they did the first couple of seasons there, and now they've moved it to Mongolia. So it's, uh, it seems a little more human-friendly for some reason. There's fish in the rivers. There's things like that where they can actually find it. But there's also... You know, wolves and bears and things that uh, you know Bleach you don't you. normally find. <laughs> yes, you know, out there in in the wilds of wherever. But uh, I think they're down to seven people now, right? Down yeah, to seven down to seven. Because you just tap out. You can stay as long as you want. It's not like Survivor or anything else where you're there for a short period of time. I think the longest one on there was what fifty fifty two days or something like that before the the last. They were down to two people and one person tapped out. You never seen it at all, no. Bill George. No. And they're not like in the same tent. They're not in the same group. They're miles apart. They put them seven miles, five miles, ten miles. I mean, they're not So together. you don't know no. whether or not there's five people you or one yeah. other you, person you left. You don't know how many people are left until they come in one day and they're like, hey, we're here for a medical check. You would do on. very well on there, Bill, because you're used to staying gone for a long time. <laughs> Family wouldn't miss you one bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> and being without toilet Has anybody paper. checked? Is he still okay? He'll <laughs> yeah, be all right. Bill. He hasn't pushed the EPIRB yet. He's okay, I guess. I don't know. Maybe he'll roll on it. I don't know. No, but I have been watching that one. I like that show. I like it a lot. All right, we got to take a quick break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We thank you so much for listening. If you want to give us a call about anything, any subject matter, we're ready to take it. It's 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. We do have more tickets to give away, so don't freak out. Coming up next hour and then the hour after that. So uh, you still got chances to win. Tickets to the uh, Deer and Turkey Expo out at Lakeland coming up on the 20th through the 22nd. We are brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors and, of course, Brandon Ford.